Hi, and welcome to the Ballyhoo Bridge podcast, where we are your bridge out of chaos. I'm your host, Heather, and I've discovered the thing I enjoy most in life is helping people get unstuck. What do I mean unstuck? Well, are you stuck in your own chaos? Are you either struggling to quiet the noise and figure out your next move? Or you know what to do, but you have no idea how to actually do it. Whether it's trying to understand all your spiritual desires or trying to grow a solo business. And now you're asking why I'm talking about both, right? Well, because it's been my experience that spiritual growth and solo business often go hand in hand. And that with the desire to grow, in comes the chaos. No matter where you are in that journey, you often just need someone to take you by the hand and help you bridge the gaps to your next goal, your next success. You need help to quiet the madness and understand your options. So we're going to talk about spiritual things and sometimes business things and probably a few other things too as we move through the chaos and cross the bridges. I hope you'll come along with me. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, For this week, I've actually been going back and forth a bit about what I wanted to talk about. Um, I have a list, because of course I have a list, well I wouldn't have a list, of things that I feel like sort of fall under the spiritual realm of of things that, you know, I've been exploring or things I come across that maybe I want to know more about and I think other people that are curious about these kind of things might like to know about and learn about and again help us bridge these gaps and so forth and of course I've been seeing a lot of things um, on my social media feeds lately and I know there's algorithms so um, I know things follow me but um, I don't really believe in coincidence so seeing some of these things especially the ones that are about spirituality or religion and things like that I've I've really looked at them and said okay what what is that and you know noticed them and and tried to decide if they had anything to do with this journey and recently I saw a video that a friend posted on Facebook and to be honest this is someone I've known for years but haven't seen in a very long time and you know we really just only keep up on Facebook so I don't really know her that well anymore and to be honest I don't know her intentions of Um, why she would have shared this video but I decided to watch it it was titled the things you shouldn't do at mass I'm like okay so I started it and I think I got about five minutes in and to be honest my blood was kind of boiling I was I was really angry and um, I had to stop because I was like I can't watch this anymore So I didn't watch till the end, I admit that, and I will say that, you know, maybe things changed as the video went along, but based on the content of the creator and her username and some things like that, I'm going to go with no, they did not. And look, I'm not Catholic, and I get that it's different than the Methodist practices that I grew up with, and it's different than most Protestant practices in many ways. Again, I get it, but really the things you shouldn't do at mass and it might not have been so bad if it weren't for things like be quiet when you enter if you're going to be late sit in the back and don't disrupt others 
And then she went on to talk about how, in fact, her family always arrives at least 30 minutes before the mass begins. Yeah, good for her. And then she went on to talk about things like if you have the ability to kneel when it's time. And of course, she explained what that time was, which I didn't really understand because I'm not Catholic. But anyway, she's, if you can kneel, then you need to kneel. And on and on she went. And the truth is, I lost count of how many times she said, act like you would if you were actually in the presence of the Lord. If he were actually in front of you. In five minutes, I lost count. And of course, she said, you know, most of us would be on our knees or even on our faces trying to get low enough if he were actually in front of us. And while that may be true for some people, I feel like I would be, you know, sort of a bit lost, I think a little bit in awe and probably drop to my knees. But the last time I checked, sweetheart, Jesus pulled people off their knees he hung out with the unchurched, not the pompous windbags that ran the place. I kind of feel like she would have been the first person that he showed the door. So I decided to take a minute and kind of look around her page a bit because truthfully in the beginning, I was thinking, surely this isn't real, right? It's got to be a joke, some kind of satire or something like that. Nope. This lady's dead ass serious. Again, I know the Catholic Church believes different things than how I was raised and how I believe. But even still, and hear me, I am not picking on Catholics here. I know many, many people in my life that are Catholic. And I actually don't know any of them that act like this. But anyway, all I could think was, you wonder why people are leaving the church in droves. You wonder why people don't come back after they visit. You want people to come and find God. I mean, y'all, how many churches do we see actually spending money on advertising, inviting people, come see us, find God with us. But evidently, they only want you if you act like them, at least according to the perfect Catholic lady. But I have to tell you, I believe that if the Lord were in there and these people came in seeking him, if they walked in the door, what do you think he would do? I think he would embrace them. He would invite them to sit down, noisy kids and all. He would not judge them, ma'am. Okay, as you may have gathered, I was just a wee bit fired up. But it also got me thinking about everything. I had to take a minute and look at myself and how I act. And of course, that led me to start looking at all the other things in my life. I mean, every aspect of my life, especially these days. And it dawned on me that this was bigger than little perfect Miss Catholic being mean. And I'm going to be honest, I think she actually calls herself being helpful. But to whom? Who does this really help? other than other people like her or maybe in her mind it helps people be like her anyway I remember when I worked at a Catholic school this was a few years ago actually many years ago and I would go to mass at times and half the time I had no clue what I was doing I really wasn't quite sure what was going on and I would look at a friend of mine and I would basically follow what she did and she is a gracious and lovely human being and would help me and teach me 
And I think the reality is most people just need to be taught. Most people want to learn, but they don't want to be yelled at and they don't want to be forced to do it your way. But they don't know what they don't know. So if there's something you want them to know, you need to teach them in a kind manner. And you know what I always found a little bit crazy was when I would ask people at mass or at these churches why they did these things in church, they often couldn't answer the question. They just followed what they were told as children. They followed what everybody else did. So I'm looking at this video thinking about all these different things going, oh, sure, by all means, let's judge people for just simply not knowing. And look, I'm not saying that at times it's not rude to be late and show up making a big ruckus in the back of the room that kind of disrupts the whole thing. And I agree that that at times can be annoying. But apparently, Miss Perfect Catholic would rather you would just not come if you can't act right. Right being her version of right, mind you, not God's. So you would rather deny these people the place that they're supposed to come to meet God than accept they aren't like you. Right, right. See, I feel like God would disagree with that. But now, I want everyone to stop. And I don't care what your religious affiliation is. I don't care what you believe or what you don't. I want you to replay the tape in your head of your life. And you know the one I'm talking about because you know you do this for other things. And I want you to honestly, honestly admit how many times you've looked down at someone who didn't have control of their kids. That exasperated mom with those screaming little ones and you just wanted them to shut the fuck up. How many times have you stood in line at Starbucks and huffed and puffed? Because you were going to be late because the person in front of you was struggling to order. Maybe someone who you were in your head anyway, wondering why they were even there. I mean, they obviously don't belong here, right? Now I want you to go even further out into the world that we live in today. And I want you to remember how many times you've seen someone be shamed because they didn't believe the same way someone else did. How many people have you looked down on because of the way they dressed or acted or lived or shopped or who knows what else? But you took that one look at them and you passed judgment about the type of person you just knew that they were. How often are we lumping an entire group as Republican or liberal, therefore bad, depending on what side of the aisle that you fall on? How often have we determined an entire generation as lazy and stoners or a boomer, therefore judgmental and lucky for what they have? Unlike you, who has it so hard. How many times have you taken your time ordering at Starbucks just to piss off that person behind you? How often have you used your supposed, often imagined slights as a right to be entitled Who's raising their hands? I'm raising my hand. I'm sure I've done it. Now, how often is all that happening because someone on some quote-unquote side just simply didn't know? They simply didn't know, y'all. They weren't trying to be rude. They were just doing the best they could. 
And look, we don't know the other person. We don't know their life. We don't know their baggage, their cross to bear. In fact, maybe that person that's breaking all the rules in mass came from an atheist family and barely knows what mass is, much less when to kneel. But they showed up. They wanted more. They showed up searching. And what did they find? Was it God? Was it love and acceptance? When did we become such perfectionists? <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. We aren't. We are people expecting perfection of others, though, expecting people to know what we need and for them to just give it to us instead of doing the work we need to do for ourselves. I've said it many times. I, I consider myself a teacher and I want to be a healer and I want to do that so I can help people be the best them that they can be. But the rub with that is you have to be ready to heal in order to accept the healing. You have to stop playing the victim and decide you're ready for the next thing, the better thing, to be the bigger person. You have to do that inner work. And you have to find out why. You have to figure out what's setting you off with all these things and then heal it. And healing ourselves is the only way we're going to heal others. The only way we all heal is to start with ourselves. Let's go back to the perfect Catholic for a second. Why is she being this way? What perfection was expected of her as a child? Did her parents treat her with contempt when she wasn't perfect? I've seen that in so many families. Or maybe she was bullied by or felt less than these other families who were perfect in her eyes when she was growing up. So now she's an adult and you know what? I'm going to prove them wrong. But there's something at the root of her action. I find it's actually pretty rare that someone is just a total asshole just because they can be. There's usually a reason. But in order to change the action, you have to find the root. Then you have to be willing to change how you react. You have to recognize the behavior and then react differently. Because let's be honest, there are many, many sides to this. There are many angles in which being an asshole just has to stop. It's just time. And it's on us to rise above that behavior and the way that we treat others. But we also may have to do things like try more than one church and more than one religion to find that soul tribe that we're looking for. Because sometimes we have to keep searching versus just choosing to blame an entire religion on one bad experience. It's on us to do that work and to adjust. What did I say? We have to heal first. You know, it's also on us to stop judging everyone and everything. To back up and realize that the world does not revolve around us. And to give others a chance to learn. Now then, if they're still being dicks, by all means, set your boundaries, bless and release. Those things happen at times. You have to let them go and let them do their own work to get the healing that they need. Now, the unfortunate reality in all that is that some people will never do that. Now, that doesn't mean you stop loving them, though. You can still love them as a fellow human, and there's no need to be disrespectful to them even. You just hold your boundaries with those people. I found in my life once I did that, 
with some people that I needed to and looked at them from that higher vibration of acceptance, it was much easier to deal with them on a daily basis. It allowed me to release my anger and accept that we are both who we are and that I can't change them. I can only change me. At the end of the day, it's all about our actions and our choices. We can choose to continue to live our lives judging and being victims or being snobs, or we can choose to become enlightened and to try harder. We can find our patience and our love again and then actually show that to others. Hopefully, the more of us that can do that, the more we can be an example and so on and so on until we're all awakened, right? And am I basically asking you to look at every interaction with every person you have every day of your life and be the best you can be in that moment? Yeah, I kind of (laughs) am. Look, just try to find the times that you're being an asshole and change your reactions. I can say right now, it is a rare occasion indeed that I didn't get back the energy I put out. Energy tends to breed, right? So when I changed my view and gave up the victim, I have to win mentality and treated the other person with patience and positivity and openness and love, I got that back from them. I've had times where it even kind of took the person aback so much so that they sort of softened in spite of themselves When you take away the fight, what happens? I think it's time we all took responsibility and took away the fight. And we have to do it with ourselves first. And that will then lead to taking away the fight with others. Then hopefully it will help people find the places and the people that they need in their lives so they can live a full life and fulfill their purpose. Look, expecting perfection from ourselves or others is just not humanly possible. None of us are going to be 100% all the time. We can give it our best shot, that's true. But we have to give ourselves grace. And we have to give others grace in order to grow and to heal not only ourselves but others. And yes, that even includes Little Miss Perfect Catholic. You know, often people like her, those are the people that need the love and the grace most of all. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it was helpful to you in some way. Make sure to like and rate and do all those fun things for our podcast. We really do appreciate it. And of course, check out the show notes for links and any other important information. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ballyhoo Bridge. If you're looking for guidance in your journey, head over to BallyhooBridge.com. There you can do things like choose a time for a free 30-minute clarity call with me. And you can find out what Ballyhoo Bridge means, in case you were wondering. In the meantime, don't forget to take care of yourself. Until next time.